Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've got a blowjob from a guy before. You sh- you're sure that's happened? Yeah. And you you just don't remember? I mean, you're not being you're saying you're you're not committing to it, but you're yeah. saying you're sure it happened. Yeah, for sure. But you don't have a specific memory of nah, it. No, I mean, I've got a lot of blowjobs, but I don't know. And you're just like one of them. Like I don't know if it's gay, but it's I mean, getting a blowjob is not that gay. Hello and welcome to High Low with Enrada. High Low is a show where we talk about highbrow things in a lowbrow way and vice versa. Today on the show, we have someone a little different, a cis white male. Can you guys believe it? I did it, finally. Thomas Wesley. Most of you know him as Diplo. Wes is a DJ and producer. He doesn't sleep a lot. Um, we have known each other for a long time, but um, have hung out a couple times in the past year. And I was excited to have him on the pod because, you know, I haven't had any cis white males on the podcast. And I think it's a fun conversation, a little different tonally than what we normally do. We talk about getting older and how to still be hot. We talk about toxic men and kind of what era he's entering into as his career evolves. So let's welcome Wes. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Hi, Wes. Thank you so much for being here. Yesterday, we went out together after um, the basketball game, and you stayed out far later than I did, so I'm impressed you're here. Before we started recording, you were talking shit about my podcast. Just kidding. You were talking about geography. I'm obsessed with, like, geography and history i mean what are your favorites like what there's a book called prisoners of geography i just read that's really good i mean there's easy stuff to read like people's history of the united states by howard zinn like changed my life when i was in high school guns germs and steel that's an awesome book yeah Yeah. and there's also um you know stuff like sapiens and then homo deus the the, the second one men love sapiens people always bring that up to me and if i go to a dude's house like they have sapiens on a bookshelf that's like not a red flag is it it's just a it's a thing i've noticed would you rather him have that or have like some weird... Or just like no books. What kind of books would you like a guy to read? Uh, I really, honestly, literature, full literary, oh. like academic. I want him to like know like all the writers I like. Tolstoy? No, even like more contemporary. I want Hilton Alls. I want Juno Diaz. I want... I don't, I don't know that stuff. You got to put me on. I'm down. I'm so down. I want to run a book club. Honestly, that's like a part of the podcast I want to start doing is having like recommended books. But thing, I didn't know that men liked history and geography they books do. so much. That's what they read. Think about it. But in my line of work, like what I do, like culturally and musically, I just think that the more history you know, the better you are at that job. And the more, I just love. How come? What do you mean? Like when you go to India or when oh, you're traveling? Anything. All just over? Or when you go to India, you're like, why is this, why is this like this? Like what is this like this? Like what are the people there? Why is it called Mumbai instead of Bombay? You learn about partition. You're like, what's the problem with Pakistan and India? You just and you. You know, DJ both places, and I, it's good to have that foundation. I'm obsessed with culture, and to know where we are going, where we've been, you have to have the history. So, are you interested in politics then? This is not what we want to talk about the podcast. I'm down. But anyway, I just want to say that Wes came in here and was like, "I'm doing so many podcasts this week. This is not the serious one." Okay, we're the, the only we're really the only person that I know already. You're the other guys I'm going to be like, "Oh, that's a distinction." What are these other podcasts? I don't know. Though? I'm like glad that I got invited to Emrata's political podcast. And yeah. 
Well, clearly you haven't been listening because we get political on this podcast. Well, all the sound bites I get are like so sexual and men are toxic and everybody's sex, sex, toxic men. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do on this show? And that's about, why you wanted to come on. Yeah, I was like, let's talk about geopolitics. So We can talk about um, men being toxic. I, I feel like you have a lot to say on the subject. I think everybody's toxic. The older you get, the more you realize what toxic behavior is. And I have still traits of that with, with women, but I think it's just... The older you get, you understand like this is a waste of time just to be to be around those people or have those things act that certain way. So I actually did an episode, just a solo episode, where I talked about how much we use the word toxic and like it's become this like hot word. We're like that person's toxic or that thing you did was so toxic, and then you cut them out, and it's very like Gen Z millennial. But I'm like, what does toxic mean? What is toxic? You know? How would you define toxic? I don't even want to give the word toxic too much attention because I think it is overused and it's like an easy thing to say. To just mention anything you're not into. Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to men being toxic, what does it mean? I think men not being honest and, you know, making excuses for things and then just acting certain ways to, I guess, bypass consequences of, of their behavior. Mm -hmm. I think that's like the easiest way to, to I guess, to define it. But And you try not to do that. Yeah, I just don't have the energy really yeah you're a very toxic. like straightforward person i will say that i try to be like especially with women or relationships relationships are battles you know you have to give a little you have to take a little it's always negotiating but so i want to talk to you about public persona and like being a dj for so long i don't know that much about djing and like edm and like what yeah. i was telling you last night my driver was like such a fan i'm not gonna tell that story. Just tell it tell it it's good i like it okay so last night i had a driver who he's been driving me around a lot and um he listens to edm all the time and he was telling me about his weekend he was like oh skrillex is gonna be in town fred again actually like diplo's in new york too and i was on the way to the game to meet you guys and I was like, oh, he's coming on my podcast. What should I ask him? He was like, huh. Got like super serious about it. And he was like, ask him like if he's planning on making a comeback. <laughs> so and I was like, damn, the yeah, shade. It's a little bit embarrassing, but um in he's his, like in his defense, in his defense, I'm not like you keep saying EDM. I'm gonna give like a short definition of all that. EDM was sort of like this world that I was part of, and I like definitely managed to like infiltrate and, and have a lot of success in it and it's sort of like a dead thing now because house music and dance music is so diverse but it was like the way that it really entered the american market was like kind of labeled edm and i was a big part of it had big records i mean skrillex had a huge project and I, one of my favorite projects ever called jack you and um skrillex is on a big marketing run right now because he put out a bunch of new records so he's like everywhere mm -hmm. so in that edm world it's all on the blogs like everything's happening he's doing right, the pop-up right. shows yes. he's having he's doing a lot in me I'm kind of on the on the DL because I'm doing other things. I'm like working on that country project. I'm like working towards like stagecoach. I'm sure this guy doesn't even know that, that what that is or anything. But at the same time, I DJ a lot of underground events. Like last night, I played with Carlita, and I'm not like trying to play like giant. Even though I did like every possible show at the Super Bowl, I just like the diversity of what I can do. I played like a major laser show at the Super Bowl. I played like Guy Fieri's. I did like his his like food tailgate, and I was playing country music, and then I played a deep house event with Guy Gerber, he's an Israeli DJ. And I'm just, I'm lucky that my fans, not your driver obviously, cause he's not really following it, but I'm lucky that my fans do follow my, my things. And they kinda, but it's hard as a DJ to define like, oh, this is gonna be my country project. This is like my like EDM project, which is probably closest was the Jack U with, with Skrillex. Yeah. And this is like my like vibey, deep house kind of event. You know, the older I get, the more I gravitate towards house music and like, you know, more sexier, longer DJ sets. The music's not 
as crazy, not lights. It's just kind of like a vibe. You actually like music. I do. A lot of people don't like their jobs. Sometimes I don't. I have to do corporate events and it's not my favorite. But yeah, but like you like when you went to Burning Man, that was like that all was my for favorite. fun, right? Did you ever go to Burning Man? No. You don't want to go? You tried to convince me and I and my best friend Babs was like, honestly, like oh, what he said, like sounds really. You, you two would have fun. We would have fun together. I don't personally see it as something I need to do in my life. Yeah. Are you addicted to it? to instagram and tiktok i I mean i don't tiktok i don't even look at my tiktok i just get so stupid that's the one you should be looking yeah but i just can't my algorithm sucks or something because i go on there it's like too many dancing people and then like you mean too many i follow too many i I follow this too many guys that chop wood right now and i'm like what What? am i yeah i'm like i'm weird again we should talk about what you said to me last night which is that like you're a little gay okay you want to go go cut right into that yeah we can do the social media but that just made me think of that you're watching guys chop wood i thought you were gonna be like oh all the like hot dancing girls and then there's dancing girl i mean there's dancing everybody i don't I just don't, I'm not like that much on TikTok. I do look at Instagram a lot because I'm like, I really like to, I like to post and I like to post things that are like meaningful, which a lot of people don't do. It's feel like in the DJ world, a lot of, it's just like an arms race of who has the biggest crowd and who has the biggest, like whatever they're doing. And I just want to, I'm going to lose that battle if I just try to be like the biggest content person getting all the likes. I think it's better to define myself as like, this is who I am and what I do and try to be transparent about like my life. Yeah. In a cool way, but. You like take the time to make content in a way that I'm impressed by. Like, I wish that I could, but you have people, like, you travel with a bunch of people yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like, course stuff. I mean. Yeah, that's, there was one of you in between, like, flying somewhere far, and it was like, what do I do at the airport for my layover? That was me trying to do, like, that kind of TikTok with those. I, <laughs> so I was like, let me try this thing. Wait, I try, that's what I'm saying, though, is like, you must know what's up on I tr- TikTok. I try doing things. I mean, yeah. experimenting, and I always, it's weird. Like, I have to. I have to, it's, I don't want to define me, but you, I have to constantly make content because I want people to pay attention to the goals for them to listen to my music. So I'm trying to find the ways to do that without being cringe. As a middle-aged white guy, like TikToks, there's like, our demographic's kind of weird. We have to, I don't want to like be forced, you know, good example, like John Mayer, I've always loved his social media. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And he, he's who he is. He doesn't try to do anything different. And it's I like, need to, I like, don't, I haven't looked at his, what does he do? He just, he just him just being normal, talks about his guitar shows. I mean, he's funny. His show was really good. He had for a while during pandemic. Remember he had oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that talk love show? That, yeah. But he's like a comedian. He's like so good at like just speaking and he's witty. But TikTok, I just haven't really, I'm not on it I enough. I you're out there posting though is what I'm saying. I am, but I'm not like, I, I do it. So you think of it as work? Yeah, it is work. That like work. all of it is. Yeah. But I what mean, about like checking socials and shit? Well, I think DMs are great because I've connected with so many musicians and of course girls and just people. Like that's a weird way. I remember my first time I got a DM was like from Chuck D. When I first got Instagram, I was like, I'm talking to Chuck D now. We talked right. about making a record. It was like 15 years ago, whatever. It was, just, it was crazy that you could reach an artist, like anybody, a fan or to collaborate. I mean, imagine if like Michael Jackson had, you know, Instagram back then or like actually talked to his fans because he was such a, a god to yeah. everybody. It's like he wasn't, we have a different era now where people are accessible in a, in a really crazy way that's, good and, and bad you know mm-hmm. it's good because you can make things happen but it's bad in the way that people almost think you're too normal and when, when they you kind of normalize your life they think that they're your friend in a way that they're not so you have Definitely. fans in a weird i'm sure you have the same thing that you have that weird relationship you got to find like boundaries it's so hard to find the boundaries though i mm-hmm. mean that's kind of what i'm asking is like obviously the work thing wanting people to listen to your music using social media as like a tool but what about just personally and how do you balance that out it's funny because, I mean, social media can be depressing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be defined by, you know, how much, how popular you're on there. But that's kind of what what the, the merit is in as, as like celebrities or musicians. 
so you do like damn this isn't working or like this you know how do i get people into this music and then some things just don't work you know but then some things come out of nowhere and you're like oh a song goes viral and you're like what is this song like i have a song right now that's going viral that i produced from cali Uchis. that was like an album cut i never even Wait, thought which about one? it oh, it's called melting i'm like sing it sing it for us uh, i don't know it's just a okay the tiktok thing that's going but it was a song we made like 10 years ago on an album that no one ever heard it just happens so sometimes it, do whatever you want you just can't predict what's going to be the thing stay tuned for more with diplo welcome back to high low with emrata so how are you going to promote this country album? You said something one time about hosting um, shirtless pics and like how that like that gets works. you more. Yeah, I was going to say. So <laughs> but I don't know that? if that's going to Are you def- going to do like cowboy hat? And- I sent you my album cover. Did you? You were like, what's no context when I say that picture? I'm holding, I'm shirtless and I'm holding it. Oh, a, that's the album? Album? That's yeah. it? Oh my God. The album's that's called. So you're shirtless on the yeah. cover. Mm. What's it called? Swamp Savant. I did a country album already, but it was kind of thrown together pretty quick during COVID. I love it. I had a big, huge hit with this guy, Morgan Wallen. You know who that is? Mm-mm. He's one of the biggest male artists in the world right now. He's a country artist. We had a song oh, called Oh, this is Heartless. the one you were talking about last night. Yeah. And you shamed me for not knowing who he was, Morgan actually. Morgan a pretty big deal. I'm sorry. Him and Zach Bryan and <laughs> Luke Combs. I mean, country's music is so big now. If you're not, If you don't know what's happening with it, it's just... These guys are selling out, like, stadiums and, you know, multiple arena shows and stuff. So why did you decide to do a country album? Well, really... the the easiest thing is I signed to Ron, I signed to Columbia, and I just didn't want to do house music or anything electronic. I just felt like that time was over. And he was, I was like, let's do country. It was t- kind of a joke almost. And then he was like, cool, let's do it. And then we had some ideas, and I just leaned into it, and it, it was successful. It was actually, you've my biggest stream of, songs oh, really? are, are like the country project. Whoa. You've been kind of dressing like a cowboy for a while. Well, as you get older, I think it's the best way to look. Like, I'm in my cowboy phase. The only other one to go after this is like a biker maybe no don't do that like the tats on my face what, like and, a 50 year old biker yeah vibe? no 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 like just like just li- stay like with cowboy being a, like a drug dealer on us one or something in daytona that's where i'm from so i always feel like that's what i'll end up doing or i'll mm. be like you said not a golfer that's like the thing I, I last do. night you can't talk about golf you can't do golf like i don't golf but wes was trying to give me like a hard pitch for why golfing is sexy right now and i was like there's a, a lot 40 mid 40s <sighs> white man you're just basic i never thought it was cool my whole life and all of a sudden everybody's all my friends golf I'm so bad at it. I just get drunk when I go there. And I'm terrible. So, but honestly, it's like a hobby. I don't want to spend my energy. But that's on. the next era. Is golfing like biker? As an older white guy, I got like three. I can stay cowboy for a while. I could be like a guy that cuts wood or whatever and wears like overalls. This chopping wood thing is <laughs> such just, a thing for you. I just like I like chopping. That gets you. That gets you going. I'm like I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm on wood chopping TikTok. Is I'm that how it. you know that you're not totally straight from the Maybe. wood chopping? The wood chopping guys is kind of kind of sexy, but uh, I mean. They're hot guys, but I don't know if that's going to be the the thing that's going to set me over into the gay side totally is the wood choppers, but they're they're pretty hot guys. I mean, you brought it up a couple times. <laughs> that's just what's on my t- I don't know why. I got you help me send me some more TikTok. No, you don't TikTok send me enough. tells you who you are. That's the whole thing. But I don't think I do enough because I'm just getting a lot of wood chopping. No, right that now. means that's I'm that's gay. what you like. I'm not saying you're gay. I'm just saying that's Does what TikTok you like. tell you you're gay after yeah, the algorithm just eventually? Yeah, I was on eventually? lesbian TikTok for a minute, and I was like, okay, insightful. I'm learning a lot. I'm not on gay TikTok. I'm just on lumberjack tiktok no i know i think that's like even more time. but i'm kind of in t- gay tiktok to me i'm in i have a lot of things i'm in like mm-hmm. the thing i love about tiktok there's so many different 
there's this thing now that's like a kind of an anti-influencer TikTok that's like a really cool movement that young kids are doing that are but Instagram has always been like how beautiful you are and how rich and how much can you show 100%. off and it's hard to and I wish Instagram could move towards the kind of like fluidity that TikTok has that's so inclusive and I've they always tried with like the photo dumps whatever yeah. the real it doesn't work it's too polished so. but TikTok I love that young people go there and it's so much more inclusive on everything I learned so much more there it's, Instagram's kind of like my explore page is just like sharks and girls and surfers and, um, oh yeah, you surf. That's also an aesthetic for an old guy. Yeah, you could, an old yeah. white man. You can just be like leathery like, surfer dude. <laughs> but then you're like Jack Johnson <laughs> playing guitar or whatever. You can be like cool. Uh, I don't surfer. know. I'm from Southern California, so oh, for yeah, me, like, like I know those. Dudes. Your dad's probably like old surfer guy. Yeah, he doesn't actually surf, but like he only wears flip flops and Converse. It's I like love one or the from. other. How come you love to work out so much? Um, it's the amount of travel I do. It's kind of like it's it's kind of helps me. Have you always been like very buff man, like nah. very in shape? Or did that really. come later? Were you? I was a wrestler. Okay. And I surfed when I was younger. And I played basketball not very well, but I wrestled. I loved wrestling. I loved WWF, and I liked. And I was like, "What do I do when I go to high school?" And I was like, "Wrestling." What? You were and a wrestler wrestling. in high school? Yeah. Wait, what were you like in high school? I did so many different phases because I went to four high schools and I never had like a How crew. Come? My dad worked a lot of different places. Okay. Kind of moved around. I went from like Fort Lauderdale to Nashville to Daytona. Um, at Virginia in the middle. I went to four. I never had like a, a crew. Crazy. And I think that really helped me become who I am because I was very insular. I was like creative all the time. And, it, and I never really, I imagine if I had stayed in one city, I would have probably been locked down and probably gotten to drugs or crime or something. Really? <laughs> not, not in a bad way. It's just like in, growing up in Fort Lauderdale, I was like very druggy and, and mm -hmm. like, it was very, I was like in a very like low middle class area. And it was just, it was just defined by like your social it wasn't like any particular demographic, but just like people, all the kids were like middle class. They lived in the neighborhood and we did, and drugs were really accessible there. And we, fighting was, we all fought and played football together. And I just think that a lot of kids I know from that era. What kind of drugs were people doing? You do cocaine really early when you're in Florida. Not that I ever did it. <laughs> One guy ended up becoming a, a porn producer, oh. a porn director. And like another so guy. so Florida. Yeah. That's like exactly what you would expect. And he, and he no was shame, like living, he but... was working for, um, one of the craziest porn companies called kink mm -hmm. they were like very like rape porn and like really like the heart the hardcore stuff like really one of the sketchiest like porn companies they had like a warehouse in the bay area and i went to the orgy once there and um i didn't have sex or anything but they like, invited me and they were like cow prods and it was like people all hung up on the walls like in like everybody was like leather it was a like, real they were shooting like a big orgy scene but i've never seen that much but this was like hardcore shit and everybody was like let gimp stuff and i was just that was his job you were just like, chilling just like behind the scenes behind the camera he was, like, he was like come over and i was like cool we I actually used a cattle prod on my friend to see how I, if it hurt or not it's and? it's painful jesus cattle prods damn i don't think i have sex like that though it's why like, i'm not into like pain I like sex i think is like i like not rough sex but i don't want to be shocked with a cattle prod or like put like <laughs> stuff on my nip i don't know like now i'm gonna bring it back to you being gay a okay. little bit i think that's exciting you should be happy that you want to talk i could just be talking I mean, to you only about your relationships to women we've i not, like yeah. that you're like i like that you're a little we've covered um, a lot flexible i don't want to define like that i'm gay but i I think the best answer i had was i'm not like not gay you said you would there's somebody that would be your boyfriend there's a couple guys i've like would like be like this might be i could date this like, guy life partner -wise, yeah though. life partner wise like, i'm not yeah. really aroused by it men that much that i know about I that you know about yeah i mean i'm sure if i got a blowjob from a guy before you sh you're sure that's happened 
Yeah. And you you just don't remember? I mean, you're not being you're saying you're not committing to it, but you're yeah. saying you're sure it happened. Yeah. For sure. But you don't have a specific memory of nah, it. I mean, I've, had, I've got a lot of blowjobs, but I don't know. And you're just like, one of Like, I don't know if it's gay, but it's, I mean, getting a blowjob is not that gay, I think. I don't know. It's a, you tell me. <laughs> Wait, what were we about to talk, talk about? Okay. We were talking about Bill Clinton. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a serious podcast, okay? <sighs> Shit, we're really going, we're really bouncing everywhere. No, I was about to go into something that was important anyway, but... Yeah, I'm a, more of a vibe guy. You know? Vibe over gender. Yeah. Like men that are younger than me, and I mean a lot in the scene, like they're very fluid. Like it never was like that when I was in high school. It was definitely like you had gay kids in school and you had like gay cousins or whatever. And it was like, it was different than it is now. I feel like now. Well, also if you were gay and you were out, like it was such a, you had to kind of be the gay kid. Yeah. It was really limiting. Yeah. Like Yeah, I don't think I had, we knew there was gay kids in middle school, but high school there was always like, the small gay community every school it's mm -hmm. it's when everybody was coming out like das is gay and all these artists were gay i felt like it wasn't crazy like no it wasn't, a lot of the, people now have come out as like non-binary and yeah, whatever but, and it's not like people don't like freak out it's just weird how the temperature of our culture changed so much but i never i, th I thought it was never like it's it was like weird to be gay all right we will be right back with wes Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. How old were you when you got famous? Well, I was I was grinding, you know, I was DJing for a long time and not really big. Like the first time I got paid to, to leave my house and go DJ was probably like 20, 23. Okay. And it was like I went to Finland or somewhere around. I went to San Francisco once for a show and then and then as, as the business, I was really good at the business first instead of like my like my like celebrity wasn't big or anything but my business was really good i was doing everything myself i bought my own property back then i was making the records myself and going to like i was going to like new york and burning the cds and selling them to the shops i was doing everything all the you just mean you were really strategic yeah like i didn't i was living in like the bootleg market like i was making mixtapes with like mia we did santi gold and i was selling them and making a lot of money so i knew like how to i knew how like old the were you when um santi gold came out uh, we were like 25 26 oh my God. she it was like me i was dating mia at the time and then the, our scene was so cool. I was living in Philly, and so we had like me, Spank Rock, MIA, Santi was from Philly. Was, MIA wasn't, she kind of lived with me a little bit. And we had like, I think we were part of this like Philly scene. And we'd go to New York and we do, and people were just so excited by it. We were such renegade. We had Amanda Blank, another white, uh, white girl rapper that was really cool back in the day. Plastic Little, who were these, these other rap group. Benny Blanco came out of that scene too. Like he was producing a Spank Rock at the time. He's so young too. It's crazy. He started yeah. so young, right? Yeah, we we knew each other since he was like sixteen. I met him back then, but we had this really exciting scene. I was a part of it, and I was a catalyst for it. I think I just got started to get famous around then. While I was DJing and traveling a lot, and probably when I was with MIA, it was like, okay, she's famous, and then we were like had a relationship, and I became like her boyfriend, and that was probably the beginning. So you got famous from by proxy by somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but like she was older than me. And no, we just... but you were guys were making music too together yeah. that people liked, right? Yeah. yeah. I think we were really cutting edge because nobody at that time was doing. She was so punk and like she was like anarchy. But that's crazy that you've been famous for so long. And were you Diplo then? You were already calling yourself Diplo. Yeah, I was Diplo from the beginning. I never. I always wanted to change my name, but I never really had a better one. But people call you Wes. Yeah. I thought, right. 
hopefully. I called you Diplo last night. I was like, that was weird. If they're fans, they call me Thomas because they look at my Wikipedia page. And that's not my real name. That's my first name, but no one calls Your me Your first that. name's Thomas? Yeah. Thomas West. Thomas Wesley. 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 Mm. My God. Wow. My country project is called mm. Thomas Wesley. Uh, okay. It's just like, because every country you're guy has like two first not, names. You're not Diplo's nowhere it's on like it? It's like Diplo presents Thomas. I kind of made it. I do it because I'm on a bunch of different labels. It's almost like I do it because it's easier for me to navigate and do all the different projects. I don't know if my fans are really paying attention or care that I'm changing As names. As in legally? Or, yeah, legally. Yeah, okay, got it. Wild. I can't believe you're going to be a country music star next. I mean, and, I'm a country music and DJ. And... I'm not golfing. The country thing is cool. And when you come to Stagecoach, I think you'll really like appreciate it. And my last question is, we we brought up age a lot. <laughs> Do we really? I think we talk about generational differences, though, not like about my age, but, but you know, actors, men actors, they get like their big breaks when they're like. It's true. They can move so, into the, they move are into you the country. Are you going to pivot to acting? I love acting. You could win an act. Really? Yeah. I was in a couple movies. What the movies. fuck? What movies? I was in this movie called The High Note. How was it? Did you have a big part? No, I was like a, I played a producer, but I was, I improvised. It was really funny. I, did, I was in Pokemon Detective. Okay. Doing what? I was a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Playing yourself. I've done like a couple of shows. What I mean, do you just like about fun. acting? I think it's a challenge. And I think, you know, I've met a bunch of music videos. I hate being music videos because there's so much waiting for that. And you're just like doing little pieces and commercials. You're doing, doing little things. I'm just really, I love the art of film. You know, I went to mm -hmm. film school. I went to Temple University for film in Philadelphia. And I actually. You thought you were going to be a director? or I was going to be a documentary filmmaker. And, and when I went to India, I actually was working on that. I was working on some some projects. And then I made a film. I made two documentaries. One's on Apple called Give Me Future about Cuba. And then I made one called um, a Favela on Blast about the like funk scene in the ghettos of Brazil when I was like 25. Crazy. No, the, the Apple one came out like five years ago. It was about our concert we did in Cuba for okay. Major Lazer. And you directed it or you put it together? I produced it. Okay. Then you might make more documentary. I'd love to. I'd love to do that as I get older. I love I love acting and I love producing. And I'm working on like a couple ideas, like scripts and things that I'm trying to de like develop that I really am excited about. The, the one thing about DJing is though, I never thought this when I was younger because you there wasn't DJs to look up to. I never, I just kind of did it as a hobby and then it became my job and then it, I was good at it. I was really good at the marketing side and I was good as a producer, I think. But I always felt like I would, there's a peak because it's like athletes and musicians, we have the same thing. We got to kind of know where, where we're going to end up and then no one to take it, take it down. Like a linebacker only has like five years. It's a tough job. Tom Brady was like, a, he, he played forever, but he knew it was, you know, he peaked and he has to come down. But musicians, we have a even shorter self-life, you know? There's a few guys that outlived it all. Like David Bowie is a good example. He just always reinvented himself. And I kind of always looked to him as somebody that was able to do anything he wanted and be creative and be the great. But the DJ world, I was always like wondering when I could like get out of it and felt like the soft retire. But the older I got, the more popular I got and the better I got. Honestly, DJs, are, are they age really well because it's a job that you actually get better at as you get older because you go back more to the classics and you learn the crowds and, you, and people, they kind of appreciate you better. You actually get better at the job, especially when you- Because when you, of experience, basically? Yeah, yeah. I think so. And then like knowing the right people and the promoters and your audience kind of might always stay a little younger, but then- there's guys in front of me like Tiesto, David Guetta, Solomon's a good example. And they just, they're, they're, they're doing longer sets. They're doing, they're like, their music's getting better even. And people respect you more. When you're younger, you kind of just like, you do whatever you, the hot thing at the moment. And as you get older, you like learn more about music and you learn more about the way they are. And you like move back more into techno or disco, whatever it is. There's just so much you can do. And my job is always to kind of like channel some of the old stuff, the new stuff. And I think you do get better as you get older. I was always wanted to like 
get kicked out by younger people, but then they haven't come you from You haven't yet. actually wanted that though, right? You love it. I That's do what love it, we said. Like you actually love DJing, which is cool. The pandemic was probably the best two years I had because I had more time to do whatever I wanted. When it comes to the DJ thing, I do, I don't want to leave money on the table. You know, you always, I'm always getting booked. I'm like, this is the next thing. And it's the next thing. And I'm just, I come from a family where like, you never you just, when you have opportunity to take always it, work. you always take yeah. it. No, that's a really weird thing that comes with success. And if you, you know, aren't somebody who's an Apple baby, whatever, you're like, when is this, when do I start saying no? When is it enough? I'm like, what do I do with the success? Because I'm the same way. I was just, for me, it's about work ethic. It's like always, you always, any opportunity you say yes. And it took me a long time to realize. I mean, you must have realized that pretty young. If you're good at marketing, that you have to craft it your own I way. I say yes to everything all the time. I, like, it's just really like my my management. I was like gatekeepers. They don't, I don't even get the stupid requests because I would say yes. You know, this opportunity has got better and better. They keep getting better. And there's there's just money to be made. Yeah. Word. That's a perfect note to leave on. <laughs> it was it was good. Let's do it again. Okay, great. Thanks for coming. Bye. That was our friend Diplo. Um, I'm excited to hear everyone's thought about what Diplo had to say around hot lumberjacks. No, but for for real, I um, am curious what people are going to have to say about just about music. So go to Hilo FM to submit your thoughts and voice notes, and we will use them for the subscription episode of Talk Back. Thank you for listening. I Low with M. Rata is a Sony Music Entertainment, Bitch Era Media, and Something Else production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, and Sarita Wesley. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, and our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik, with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh. Thanks for listening.